Hey everybody, welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, Brandon David, as always. Great new episode this week. We have Melissa of Reed's Remedies, the CBD hemp tincture out of LA. We talk about why Melissa started this company, how she sets herself apart from all the other CBD brands out there, uh, her method of steaming the hemp instead of extracting it, and what that means for the end product. Uh, ultimately, it's a great conversation with an entrepreneur who's also a mom. Uh, and if you're raising a family and trying to start a company, this may be a great episode for you to tune into, guys. I learned a ton. You're going to learn a ton. Tune in, listen up, get acquainted. Melissa, so nice to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on our remote set here. But still nice to meet you and nice to see you regardless. How are you? I'm doing well, all things considered. Thanks. The the new normal. Yeah. The new normal. Yeah. It feels like a big blur of uh, 10 months, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. We were just talking about it. it's like seven weeks or something, but it feels like 17 weeks. <laughs> and uh, you told me you've got a few kids at home, which makes your quarantine extra more complicated, I suppose. It does. I never thought I'd be a teacher, but here I am. Yeah. <laughs> you thought, oh, I started a CBD company and I became a homeschool teacher. How, yeah. how exactly did that happen? But anyway, let's not bury the lead here. Uh, what is Reed's Remedies? So on a high level, Reed's uh, Remedies is a wellness company um, whose mission it is to connect people with premium hemp products and empower them to really just to take their health back. Um, and we really pride ourselves on our innovation, our integrity, and our purpose. And, uh, you know, we just continue to, um, we're committed to continue to raise the bar as we grow. So when you looked at, how long ago did you start? When did you start the company? The conception was 2017. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So in 2017, when you were looking at what was out there, like, what what was different? Why did you need to create? I mean, there's so many brands like this now, right? But what's different? Why why does this need to exist in the world? Well, I guess it would start with my own personal experience with CBD. Um, that was back in 2017, and um, I was on a trip with some friends, and I started to get a, a migraine. I suffer from chronic migraines. And um, I didn't have my prescription medication with me. And I knew that it was kind of going to be um, the end of my vacation day. And uh, my girlfriend brought some CBD with her mm -hmm. and asked me, you know, take this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work. And I, you know, even though I have a long history with plant medicine and I believe in cannabis wholeheartedly, I, I didn't feel that. I, I took it skeptically. I didn't think that you know, it would work as it did. And probably within 15 to 20 minutes, my migraine was entirely gone. Um, and it was so a tincture I or an edible or what? With what everything what it was a tincture, you yeah. know, in an oil, in an oil base. And um, I, you know, ran home and just everything CBD dove into it head first and um, learned the differences between, you know, hemp and, and marijuana, which mm -hmm. at the time wasn't clear to me. And um, I knew that 
I could make something better because of my background, which I'll get to later. Um, I knew that I could do it better. So I, um, on the, well, I should say the marketplace in 2017 was much different than it is today. Um, and their transparency and quality um, was questionable. And um, I knew that I could make products that were targeted for my specific needs um, versus like a one size fits all tincture. Mm -hmm. um, so with that in mind, you know, I set out to create um, targeted products for myself that um, had the quality that I wanted. So I, what I did was I just started calling farms and buying um, small quantities of ingredients. And I started making my own um, formulations at home. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah, and, it, was, and, it was fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if we flash forward a little bit now, you, you started pretty early as CBD and hemp is concerned. But in the last few years, I mean, it has just exploded. There are so many options out there. Like, how do you sort of cut through that noise? I mean, like, what, how, what would you suggest somebody tries it today that's tried, you know, every other CBD product out there already? Well... I cut through the noise by offering a product that's unlike anything on the market. Um, I have patents pending in both the U.S. and in Canada. Um, so I think that especially in today, if you, today's climate, if you were trying to break into the market, it's nearly impossible. Um, shelf space is very limited and distribution is extremely limited. Um, I think that you really need to offer um, retailers um, or construct to consumer a product that's um, it's that's different, um, and we've done that. And the way that that we're different is that we choose to steam distill our hemp versus um, an extract, and um, that does a lot of things. It mm -hmm. it really it purifies the the oil down further, which eliminates a lot of the like un unwanted harsh taste or um, you know, some side effects that are mentioned, like a headache or stomach um, upset. So um, it really purifies the product, it concentrates it. So we're able to put it in a spray bottle, mm -hmm. which I think um, is pretty unique to us. Um, you know, we get in one spray, you get um, seven milligrams. Um, so we, so, and then um, the other thing that I really like about the spray is that um, you don't have to open it like a traditional tincture. Um, so it just eliminates the risk of contamination um, and it keeps everything fresh. Um, the other way that we're different is we use terpenes um, to create these targeted oral sprays. Um, and, you know, not everybody, especially outside of the industry, knows what terpenes are, but you know they're really powerful plant molecules um, found in hemp and in all plants. And um, these these molecules really direct our experience that we have with CBD and hemp or cannabis in general. And um, we use this advanced cannabis science to create blends that are specific you know, targeted effects. Now, are they cannabis terpenes or are they other plant-based terpenes? They're a mixture of both. It was important for me to have access to all, um, you know, terpenes 
that I wanted to use, mm -hmm. but also my terpenes are USDA certified organic, and that is nearly impossible to get out of hemp terpenes. However, the terpenes that we do use are, um, they are hemp, they're found in hemp. So they're all found in hemp. We like to keep it as close to the plant as possible. Mm -hmm. And do, do the terpenes really make up the difference between the different products, you know, calm, sleep, detox, desire, to talk about a little bit different, how, how the formulas vary? Oh, yes. We don't use any other additional um, ingredients to direct the, the effect. So we don't use other herbs or hormones like melatonin. Um, the only thing that we use are, you know, is a full spectrum steam distilled hemp oil and terpenes. And each formula has over 75 different terpenes and it's their unique formula that you know, makes one product great for being, you know, for stress and the other product good for focus. Mm -hmm. So Got the only using terpenes. Got it. Um, and that's seven milligrams. Why that number? Why put that per spray? Um, I think we all have agreed that anything below five milligrams is, you know, sub-therapeutic. And um, I think that seven milligrams is a great starting point as a, a first dose. Um, it's, it's in a therapeutic range, but it's also low enough for somebody that's starting out. And then we just recommend that, you know, you take two or three sprays, however many you need, um, based on how you respond to it. Yeah, I probably would need like 15 sprays of that. but uh, <laughs> um, Which brings up an interesting discussion too, like, CBD problems, products, I'm always the worst test case because I smoke cannabis all the time. Okay. Um, and so it's hard for me to feel the difference, but it also brings up an interesting question of the entourage effect and having solely hemp-based products that don't have any THC in it. I think there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that having just the smallest amount of THC, 30 to one or whatever, can dramatically increase the effectiveness of that product Obviously, it's a lot easier to sell complete hemp products online, direct to consumer, all of these things. How did you kind of make the decision to go hemp only versus including some, some THC? So we use a full spectrum oil, which includes trace amounts, you know, up to 0.3% THC, which is allowable by law. Mm -hmm. um, that knowing that and having all the other cannabinoids present that are naturally occurring is important to me. Um, and I think again, going back to like bio bioavailability, um, you know, because we distill our products, the molecules are a lot smaller and they enter and, and you're taking a lot less volume because it's so concentrated that most is absorbed in the mouth and immediate is, is available for immediate use in the body. It doesn't have to go to your liver like an extract. Mm -hmm. um, and extracts usually take about 45 minutes to work and my products work within minutes. Um, and you just get an almost complete absorption because it's not being, you know, lost in digestion. Um, I think that the use, you know, a lot in an extract, a lot of the terpenes get burnt off and you don't get the full entourage effect and the way that we do it. So many of the terpenes are, um, 
exactly the way they are to be in the plant before you know you process it and so i think that that really helps with bioavailability also um, you know we know a lot of these terpenes modulate and improve the absorption of cbd um, so you don't need as much thc um, I, it's enough. And, and a lot of times, you know, people that, you know, like yourself who say, you know, you need to take 50 milligrams or whatever to, to feel it. Um, most people feel our products quickly and have to take a lot less. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm anxious for you to try them. Actually. Amazing. Yeah, no, I, I, I got to try. It's not that I don't use CBD products. I just have a high tolerance for life, I think. So <laughs> canceling it all out with your THC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you're so knowledgeable about this stuff. Like, how did you learn about, yeah, about making tinctures and wellness products and things like that? Okay, so... Um, I talked about my migraines before and I, you know, I've suffered from health issues most of my life, which aren't, you know, going to kill me, but they are incurable and it gives me a lot of symptoms that are hard to treat. So, um, I kind of was always born obsessed with plants and nature and helping people. And, um, later in life when I was feeling worse and worse with my health, I have always had a strong fascination with um, medicinal plants and growing them and, and um, making tinctures and making teas and, you know, using this ancient medicine, um, herbal medicine to help myself. Um, but before, you know, I started the company, I was a stay at home mom. And prior to that, um, I w went to nursing school. And so, you know, I studied everything from chemistry to microbiology to physiology, where you learn about cell metabolism. And all of these things, you know, really came into play when creating the products. And prior to that, um, I was an, a practicing herbalist. You know, 15 years ago, I was teaching people to use, you know, tinctures, herbal tinctures and essential oils when they all kind of thought I was a witch because those weren't mainstream at the time. <laughs> and it's funny because now you can go to Target and, and buy some of these things. Sure. So um, I was a little ahead of my time then. But, you know, um, it wasn't cool to talk about cannabis. Like it wasn't accessible and it was really taboo 15 years ago. So even though I, I knew that cannabis, hemp, um, marijuana would help these people. It wasn't really acceptable to mention it. Mm -hmm. um, and now I get to. So it's kind um, of. We have come such a long way. The idea that cannabis was deemed essential during Corona is like a, a wow moment. Pretty, Mind blown. Pretty, yeah. Pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Uh, a good and bad time to be alive in a lot of different ways. So. <laughs> uh, interesting. Um, so you talked about kind of an interesting question about whether to sell through retail or direct consumer, which largely cannabis companies, THC companies don't have that ability yet. It's coming, but not yet. What's been successful for you? What, where, where's the, the best channel for you? I suppose. Um, it's been a mixture for us, um, with, you know, direct to consumer on our website and, um, wholesale partnerships. Um, last year, you know, we, a lot of us got derailed with the merchant processing going down. So, um, in order to 
you know, diversify our income. You know, we at the last uh, last quarter of last year, we really switched our focus to our retail partnerships. I mean, one of our first account was um, LA's Air One Market, which is a natural grocer, and they set the standards for. I live you know, about three blocks from it. So. Oh, so you understand? Yeah. Um, it's it's a neat store. It's got a lot of visibility, um, which is good for opening other um, partnerships. But they also really set the standards with onboarding um, brands. So. Um, that was a great start for us. But, you know, we sell in natural grocers and um, CBD stores and some specialty boutiques. And then we also have our website. Um, at the end of last quarter, like I said, we were really focusing our, our um, efforts on outside sales. And, you know, we were to be attending uh, a really large natural products um, it's called the Natural Products Expo West. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that trade show has 4,000 exhibitors and 100,000 attendees, and it's the largest of its kind in the world. And, you know, we took months of prep to, um, to attend that show um, in order to grow a retail footprint. And um, we arrived in March to Anaheim and set up the booth, and then it was canceled. Oh, no. So um, <laughs> it's been, you know, it's another uh, wrench thrown by being in this industry. I mean, you really, you've got to be able to just pivot very quickly. So we, you know, we broke down the booth and came home and got together. And now we're switching, switching our focus back to e-com, our own website, as well mm -hmm. as um, some e-com partnerships. And talk about a little, like, the value of social media here and your online presence shifting to an online model, like it requires marketing, right? Like how do you think about that? Oh, and isn't and marketing is of course a really big challenge to our industry um, mm -hmm. because we can't do a lot of the advertising that's available to other businesses um, like Facebook. And well, that's why it's kind of an interesting discussion because yeah, most businesses it's like, Oh, we just spend a certain amount of money to acquire a customer and then that's it. <laughs> And you move on. Exactly. As, if, only if it was that easy. Um, so yeah, we're doing, you know, you know, you mentioned social. So we're, you know, we're definitely spending some extra time growing our uh, community there and, you know, providing Instagram uh, TV episodes with experts um, in the industry and just to educate and be there for our consumer. Um, answer questions, be in the DMs, of course, all that's really important. Um, we're also focusing a, a lot more um, back on SEO. Um, that's something that we control in email marketing mm -hmm. and kind of optimizing all of that. Yep. Um, so, you know, those are some of the things that have come to mind that we, you know, we just have to pivot. Yeah. Yeah. You got to try something new. Got to do new stuff such as entrepreneurship. I mean, you said in the cannabis or hemp industry, but just entrepreneurship in general, you know, you just got to be able to, to be flexible. Um, so I know you haven't raised any money to date uh, yet, which is cool. Bootstrapping, if it works, is the best path possible. Um, are you thinking about raising money? Is there a point where it makes sense to raise money? So, you know, we started the company, um, my husband and I, on our own um, savings, and we thankfully became profitable um, in 
probably about the second month of selling product, mm -hmm. um, which is great. And we've continued to have, you know, month over month increases. Um, so, you know, we had a couple things that we wanted to get done um, before we accepted any um, investment. So one of the things we did last year was we went through a rebrand, um, but we also are getting really close to securing our patents in, you know, the US and Canada. So those were two, that should be done this year. So those were two like big thing boxes we had to check before, you know, taking investors. But I think that within this year, we'll have a pitch deck available. Got it. And what are the patents going to be for? The patents are on our on our processing, but also our formulations of the oral sprays. Got it. Cool. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit, kind of talk about you as an entrepreneur. I like to like talk about the business and then the person behind yeah. the business, which I think is really interesting. Um, the first one is just like, how do you stay informed? There's so much cannabis news every day, all the time. What what do you read? What do you what do you pay attention to? So obviously you guys, and I'm not just saying that. Well, thank um, you. That's very kind. Yeah, having access to so many people um, that are influential and educated in this industry is is amazing. Um, I have a couple, you know, people acquaintances and and uh, that I speak to that are you know own CBD stores or own dispensaries. Um, I talk a lot with my retail partnerships, the management there to see what consumers are asking for um, and just kind of try to stay on top of trends in cannabis in general. Um, I'm a member of the U.S. Hemp Roundtable and they do a really good job. I, I feel like I get an email from them every day almost. <laughs> is, is that a good thing? Yeah. I, <laughs> I actually like it um, because it really, it keeps me up to date on like what the FDA is saying and who they're coming after and for what and, um, and the individual state laws, because it's important to, for me who I ship to all 50 states to kind of, and I have retailers in these different states to kind of stay on top of all of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, fun stuff. <laughs> um how would you say your personal relationship has changed either with CBD or with cannabis as a result of being in the industry? Um, you know, I started out using cannabis like most of us, you know, recreationally. And I have to say I was, you know, a child of the dare program. And I think that me too. Right. And that like, and people went to jail. I mean, people still are going to jail for this and it's just like, I feel like when I, when I, you know, use it in the past or even now I feel sometimes I need to whisper it, you know, <laughs> um, which is still, I, you know, I'm hanging on to that a little bit, but, um, how does like the PTA view what you do? Like how do your peers, you know, other moms think about what you do? I mean, now it's probably very acceptable, but it wasn't like that for a while. I'm sure. Well, when I, yeah, I mean, when I first started the company in 2017, the, there was no real buzz, you know, with the PTA moms about CBD. So um, I was concerned, you know, my husband works in a really um, conservative industry and he's an executive at his company. And I was really kind of concerned that people would, you know, make judgment or I don't want to be like, call me the pot lady or I don't know, you know, they don't, people didn't understand, but 
I was really surprised at these people that I was concerned about the most, you know, my friends or family or coworkers, they're actually my best customers. Mm, interesting. So I've had like this whole shift even during, you know, owning my business. It's interesting. Yeah. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, someone else that's been a guest on this show remain nameless, but his wife is an executive at Walmart. And so it's like a big, like, hush, hush, like, let's not talk about it. And he doesn't have like a CBD wellness brand. It's like, you know, hardcore, yeah. like, hardcore you, stuff. you know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, funny, funny stuff. Uh, okay. If he's listening, he knows who he is. Obviously. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit more about Corona just for a minute. Okay. That's what everybody wants to hear about. Um, how has it changed? I mean, a lot of the retail places that you were selling in, are closed. Um, yes. What What are distributors telling you? What are the retail stores telling you? When is that coming back? I guess that's as good of a question for anybody. But what do they? What do you hear from that side? Okay, so I've been in touch with all the major supplement, you know, national supplement distributors, kind of in like the mainstream grocery market. I was just on a call with them today because we were in talks. We were we were talking with them before all this started, um, to onboard with them. And um, they are basically saying that, you know, these grocers especially are just trying to stay on top of the demand of the essentials, mm -hmm. that they're really not taking any sales calls. So we've put everything kind of on hold until, um, at least they're saying the summer, but we'll have to reevaluate yeah. um, when, you know, the grocers can catch their breath and kind of get back to business. Um, I'm still in talks with, you know, e-commerce um, partnerships and, um, and even specialty um, retail because they're expected to come on at least in California here in the next few weeks. Um, but just everything's slower, of course. Yeah. Yeah, hard to know. I mean, obviously, this would be a great time for somebody to try CBD products for the first time. Um, but hard but to know. A lot how... of that, our calm formula. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, it's, it's funny, yeah. Um, so it's a really stressful time. We were talking about the calm formula. Outside of your own products, how do you manage stress? I mean, you've got three kids in the house, a husband, you know, a life a business? How do you manage your stress? Um, I'm, I drink a lot of herbal tea. <laughs> That's not how I thought that was going to end. <laughs> oh my God. I drink a lot of alcohol. Oh my God. I would if it wouldn't be so counterproductive to what I'm trying to do right now. I think I would just, you know, drink all day, but I can't do um, math. <laughs> I can't do high school math if I'm drunk. Yeah. No, I drink in all seriousness. I drink a lot of uh, like chamomile tea, which is uh -huh. um, really relaxing on top of, you know, my calm formula that I swear I carry in my pocket. Um, and I take a lot of breaks um, and go play with my kids. And being outdoors to me is like way key and getting in the sun and getting vitamin D is like mandatory you know just all the obligatory things that every you know i'm trying to lift some weights in my yard i don't know like <laughs> make the best of it trying to get full while i'm at it nice yeah nice. uh all good stuff well this has been fun thank you so much for joining us um aside from going to the website and trying some products how can the audience help you are you gonna hire for anything are you looking for a partnership 
How can we help you? I think the only thing we're looking for right now that's a missing key is um, I'm looking for a partner that can help me streamline the process from distillation to um, shipping. Okay. So oh. I, I've yet to find somebody that can kind of check all the boxes with, you know, packaging and mixing and boxing and labeling and all of that. So if you're out there, definitely give me a call. Perfect. Well, Melissa, it's been great. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you.